الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئه اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ذلك فيز بلونز تو الله وفيز هيم سيك ذا سيستنس اند فورجيفنس and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray. And whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. This morning, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we would like to discuss al-shart al-khamis the fifth condition of the conditions uh, of the shuroot of la ilaha illallah from the essay of al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah entitled adillat al-shuroot la ilaha illallah the evidences yani the evidences meaning the proofs from the Quran and Sunnah that these things are indeed conditions for the acceptability or the correctness of someone's declaration of the shahada of la ilaha illallah uh, in this uh, condition the fifth al-shart al-khamis al-imam muhammad ibn abdul wahhab has mentioned that it is al-mahabba that it is al-mahabba that is love al-mahabba li hadhihi al-kalima wa lima dallat alayhi wa surur bidhalika yani the fifth condition for the correctness for the acceptability of someone's pronouncement of la ilaha illallah is that they must have love for this statement for this word the kalima of la ilaha illallah and they must also have love for that which it indicates that which it points to and they must be happy and pleased with all of this yani its meaning and that which it points to or indicates and imam muhammad ibn abdul wahhab he says mentioning here the evidences uh, the adilla for this particular condition and he mentions under this topic three evidences two verses from the Quran and one hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam the first evidence he mentions wa dalil al-mahabba qawluhu ta'ala wa min an-nas may yattakhidu min dunillahi andadan yuhibbuhum ka hubbillah ka hubbillah walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah from surah al-baqarah chapter 2 verse 165 the saying of Allah and from amongst the people yani there are some from amongst the people who take others besides Allah as andad as equals or partners with Allah yani they set up something to be worshiped besides Allah to give their love to like they give it to Allah yuhibbuhum ka hubbillah and they love those andad yani those things that they give their love to besides Allah they love them just as they love Allah yani they love them equally as they love Allah they offer to them a love that is equal to the love that they offer to Allah walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah but as for those who believe the people of iman they love Allah more they love Allah more than anything else they love Allah more than the mushrikeen love the idols and they love Allah more than the mushrikeen love Allah yani if the mushrikeen love Allah and their love is shared the love of Allah with the love of the idols while the believers their love is purely and exclusively for Allah alone for that reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the pagan disbelievers they offer love to other than Allah equal to their love for Allah while the believers walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah they are more uh, their love is more for Allah yani more than anything or anyone else The second evidence that he mentions is from Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 54 the saying of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala ya ayyuhalladhina amanu may yartad minkum an dinihi fa sawfa ya'ti Allah bi qaumin yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna All you who believe whoever turns back from his deen yani whoever apostates and leaves Islam may yartad minkum an dinihi whoever turns back Allah has no need of them he said fa sawfa ya'ti Allah bi qaumin yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna then Allah will soon bring a people 
whom he will love and they will love him. يعني هي المحبه in this ayat it is the love of Allah for those people and the love of the people the the mu'minun the believers their love for Allah. And here in this ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions five sifat or characteristics of those people whom Allah would bring to replace those who turned away who apostated who left the religion of Islam he said that whoever turns away from his religion then Allah will bring a people whom he will love and they will love him azillat azillatun ala almu'minin a'izzatun ala alkafirin yujahidun fi sabilillahi wa la yakhafun lawmat alam that they will be azillah ala almu'minin yani they will be uh, humble humble towards the believers they will be easy and merciful with the believers while they will be stern and harsh with the disbelievers and they will fight and strive in the way of Allah and they will not have any fear of the criticism of those who criticize them after that al-imam muhammad ibn abdul wahhab mentioned from the sunnah proof that al-mahabba is a condition for the acceptability or the correctness of one statement of la ilaha illallah he said min as-sunnah ma thabata fi as-sahih an anas radiyallahu anhu qala that which is confirmed in the sahih he means the sahih of muslim while in fact this hadith is reported both in the sahih of muslim as well as in the sahih of al-bukhari even if the wording of the hadith is slightly different few words expressions which are different having the same meaning and the hadith is reported from anas radiyallahu anhu that he said qala rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث من كن فيه وجب بهن حلاوة الإيمان. There are three characteristics or three qualities. Whoever is found possessing them, then that person will have attained or they will have experienced the halawa of iman, the sweetness of iman. Whoever has these three characteristics, then they would have experienced, they would have tasted the sweetness of al iman. And he said they are number one أن يكون الله ورسوله أحب إليه مما سواهما مما سواهما يعني that Allah and his messenger will be more beloved to them than anything or anyone besides them يعني anything or anyone besides Allah سبحانه وتعالى and his messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني the love of Allah and his messenger it will supersede the love of anyone or anything besides them وأن يحب المرأة لا يحبه إلا لله and that the person will love someone يعني they will love another Muslim another مؤمن but they will not love them for any reason except for the sake of Allah they will not love them for any worldly thing or any gain that they expect but they will love them merely purely for the sake of Allah because that person is a believer who loves Allah and who does what Allah loves and Allah loves that person therefore the true believer who has tasted the sweetness of Iman will love a person purely for the sake of Allah and the third of those characteristics when يَقْرَهَا أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَذَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَقْرَهُ أَنْ يُقْذَفَ فِي النَّارِ the third of them is that the person who has tasted the sweetness of Iman they would hate and they would detest to return to disbelief to kufr after Allah has saved them from it just as they would hate to be thrown into the fire and as they would hate to be thrown in the fire likewise they would hate to return to kufr after Allah has saved them from it and guided them to Islam here the Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabari hafizahullah may Allah protect and preserve him he says as for the saying of Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab that the condition this condition is the love of this statement this kalima la ilaha illallah and that which it indicates and having happiness and joy and pleasure with it he said that this will be achieved by two things and in order to achieve the love of the kalima of la ilaha illallah a person has to fulfill two things the first of them is ikhlas al-ibadillahi wahda la sharika lah that a person must perform all worship purely for the sake of Allah alone without making any partners with him and having ikhlas in the ibadah avoiding all types of shirk ikhlas al-ibadillahi wahda alone without making any partners with him and the second of them it is throwing away or repudiating or rejecting a shirk and he performing worship for Allah alone and rejecting every and any type of shirk then he says يعني the explainer of the book he says قال المصنف يعني he means the author الإمام محمد بن عبد الوهاب has said يعني in another place أصل الدين وقاعدته يعني the essence or the foundation 
of the deen and the basis or the foundation of the deen, the asl of the deen and the qa'idah to deen, yani the foundation of it, it is amran, two matters. The first of them is al-amru bi'ibadatillah wahdahu la sharika la. Yani that uh, it is the command, the first foundation of deen, it is the command to worship Allah alone without associating anyone with him. And then urging يعني التحريد على ذلك يعني urging or forcing or pushing towards that يعني the worship of Allah alone والمولاوات والموالات فيه يعني that we associate and we make relations and commitments based on the worship of Allah alone يعني our commitment and our allegiance and our relationship is based on the worship of Allah alone our relations with the people it is with those and our allegiance it is with those who worship Allah alone وَتَكْفِيرْ مَنْ تَرَكَهُ and declaring the disbelief of those who abandon it yani who abandon the worship of Allah alone the second fundamental the second asl or qaida of the deen it is الْإِنْذَارْ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ yani that we warn against falling into shirk in the worship of Allah وَالتَّغْلِيذْ فِي ذَلِكِ يعني being severe and stern in this matter taking it يعني seriously not taking the matter lightly the second asal is warning against shirk in the worship of Allah and being severe in this matter والمعادات فيه and having enmity and disassociation based on this matter based on shirk and we have enmity for those who engage in shirk وَتَكْفِرُ مَنْ فَعْلَهُ and declaring the kufr of the one who falls into shirk, worshipping something along with Allah. Then the explainer, Shaykh Ubaid, Hafizahullah, he says, So consider this matter, may Allah have mercy on you and on me and you. Consider this matter, this يعني, beautiful or precious speech, which it is obligatory on the Muslims in general and the scholars or the, the callers to Islam in particular to understand, to digest and to understand this particular speech, these few words, the two foundations of the deen, the explanation here of these two brief words is important for every Muslim in general and especially the callers, the du'at, those who call to Islam to understand, they must understand these words because of their great importance. As for the first evidence that Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab mentions, the first of the three evidences, the saying of Allah, in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 165, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَا يَتَّخِذُ That they are from amongst the people, some who take andad, equals or partners, besides Allah. And if they take them as partners with Allah, offering their love to them like they offer to Allah, he said that this ayah, it has come immediately following another ayah, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enumerated in it a number of proofs or evidences of his wahdaniyyah that he is unique and tafarruduhu bil'ibadah and that he is to be singled out for worship he said that this the ayat preceding our ayat under discussion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned a number of evidences showing that he is one and alone and unique and that he alone should be worshipped and in spite of these evidences that he has mentioned in that ayat in which he pointed to the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the night and the day and the ships that travel through the sea with that which the people benefit from and that which Allah has sent down from the heavens of water through which he gives life to the earth and the spreading through the earth of different types of animals as well as the passing of the winds and the clouds that are between the heaven and the earth he said, in these things, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ In these things, he said, لَآيَاتٍ لَقَوْمِ يَعْقِلُونَ There are signs for people who understand, people who have intellect, who have a mind, who can think and understand. After mentioning all of these signs, if anyone would reflect upon them, they would see that Allah is unique, that there is nothing like Him, similar to Him or equal to Him, and that He alone should be worshipped. He said, after that ayah, then Allah mentioned these words, that from amongst the people, in spite of that, from amongst the people there are those who take others besides Allah as equals with Allah, as partners with Allah, and they offer love to them like the love that they offer to Allah. Uh, and this means, yani, the mushrikeen, who have given the love to the idols, and that which they worship besides Allah, like the love that they offer to Allah. Then the shaykh says that the meaning of the words in the end of this ayat, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ That those who believe their love 
is greater for Allah or their love is more for Allah than anyone or anything else he said this statement it has two interpretations according to the scholars the ulama the ahlul ilm the first interpretation of it is that those who believe their love is more for Allah it means it is more than the love of the mushrikeen for Allah yani that the love of the believers is greater than the love of the mushrikeen for Allah yani meaning that the mushrikeen have some love for Allah but because their love is mixed with the love of their idols then their love is weakened while the love of the believers is purely for Allah alone therefore the love of the believer it is ashaddu it is ashaddu it is more stronger for Allah than the love of the pagan disbelievers the second interpretation of these words is that those who believe their love is more for Allah meaning more than the love that the mushrikeen have for their idols or that which they have set up as equals with Allah the love that they have for their idols the love of the believers for Allah is greater than that it is more than the love that the pagan disbelievers have for the idols that they worship besides Allah uh, after this he said that the first interpretation it is stronger and it is more obvious and Allah is the one who possesses knowledge yani Allah is the one who knows which one is more correct in any case the first opinion seems to be stronger and it is the uh, stronger opinion according to the obvious meaning of the ayah that the love of the believers for Allah is stronger than the love that the mushrikeen have for Allah because the love of the mushrikeen is mixed while the love of, of the believers is purely for Allah alone then he says in this ayah there is an indication or a proof of the prohibition of one of the types of major shirk الشرك الأكبر this ayat is a proof of the prohibition the tahreem of one of the types of major shirk and that is shirk al-mahabba يعني shirk in love and that is like the practice of the mushrikeen in making their idols equal with Allah in their love يعني the love that they have they made the idols equally sharing in that love along with Allah this is shirk it is major shirk that takes a person out of Islam after that he said the second evidence from surah al-maidah he said the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya ayyuhalladhina amanu may yartadda minkum an dinihi yani all who believe those who turn back from their deen or whoever turns back from his deen he said that in this ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing us that from the perfection or the completeness of his power and his being free of need and his protection of his deen if some of the people and yani those people who he is speaking to first and foremost and whoever may be like them if those people turn back from the deen then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable and able he is without need of them and he is capable to pr- protect and preserve his deen by bringing a people and those people they will not be like the ones who turned back and he said that he will bring a people who will protect his deen and who will carry his deen and they will have five characteristics five sifat the first of them is that which is mentioned in this ayat fasawfa yati llahu biqawmin yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna that he will come he will bring a people whom he will love and they will love him the first of their characteristics is that they love Allah and Allah loves them the second of their characteristics azillatin ala almu'minin that they will be humble with the believers they will be easy and merciful and kind and humble with the believers azillatin ala alkafirin the third characteristic that they will be stern and severe with the disbelievers the people of kufr the people who disbelieve in Allah and who reject the worship of Allah alone and he said that these two characteristics azillatin ala almu'minin wa azillatin ala alkafirin that they will be humble with the believers and stern with the disbelievers is similar to the saying of Allah in surah al-fat chapter 48 verse 29 muhammadur rasulullah walladhina ma'ahu ashidda'u ala al-kuffar ruhama'u baynahum that muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah and those who are with him the sahaba radiyallahu anhum ajma'in they are ashidda'u ala al-kuffar they are stern and severe with the disbelievers ruhama'u baynahum while they are merciful and kind amongst themselves yani with the believers and these two characteristics are found similarly though in different words the same meaning is found in this ayah 
Then the Shaykh says, the fourth characteristic, as-sifa rabia yujahiduna fi sabirillah, that they fight in the way of Allah against those who disbelieve in Allah in order to raise up the word of Allah, yani the word of tawheed, the word of la ilaha illallah, in order to raise it up and to honor the deen of Allah. They fight in the way of Allah, not for worldly gain, not for land, not for wealth, but they fight and not just to kill disbelievers, but they fight in the way of Allah in order to make the word of Allah, the statement of la ilaha illallah and the worship of Allah alone to raise it up so that only Allah will be worshipped in the earth. And a sifa al-khamisa, the fifth characteristic, la yakhafuna lawma talaim, that they don't fear those who would criticize, they don't fear the criticism of those who criticize them or who blame them. They speak the truth wherever they may be. Whatever it is in accordance with what is required by the Sharia. Yani they don't, they are not afraid of speaking the truth and standing up for that which the Deen of Allah calls for wherever they may be and whomever they may be amongst. Then he said that this promise of Allah that he would, that if people turn back from the Deen of Allah, Allah would protect and preserve his Deen by other people who would love Allah and they would love him and who would be humble with the believers and stern with the disbelievers and who would fight in the way of Allah and they wouldn't fear the blame of those who criticize them. He said that this was achieved, it was realized, it came to pass. Uh, this ayat, what is mentioned in this ayat, it came to pass at the hands of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, the first khalifa after the death of the Prophet wasallam. It was Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and his army who fought against the apostates, those who apostated in the Arabian Peninsula immediately after the death of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and by fighting against them he caused those people to return to the realm of Islam and he rejected their rebellion and he fought against them bringing them back into line and into submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then the Shaykh, Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabri, Hafizahullah, may Allah protect and preserve him, says, from these ayat, from these two ayat, or the ayat that have been mentioned, the two from the text, and what he has mentioned, which is similar to them, he said, there are a number of benefits, and he mentions four of them. The first of them, what we need to understand or derive from these verses, is the obligation of making the worship of Allah purely for him alone. Ikhlas al-ibadah lillah. It is obligatory. And the second of them, is the confirmation of the love from the side of Allah and the love from the side of the servants. Yani that Allah loves his servants and the true believers love Allah. So al-mahabba it is a characteristic that is confirmed for Allah and it is also confirmed for the true believers who love Allah. Number three, the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the people of Iman due to the perfection of their love for him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised them because of the perfection of their love of him. And the last point that may be derived from these verses, he said, is that the praiseworthy end, it would be for the Ahlul Iman, that the true believers, they will be successful in the end. As for the saying of Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab fi sahih yani the hadith that he mentioned in the Sahih, he said, it has been narrated by a shaykhan, that is al-Bukhari and Muslim, وَهَذَا لَوْذَ الْبُخَارِ And this expression, the wording here is the, is the wording according to Al-Bukhari. Uh, in any case, the wording in Muslim is also yani, similar to this wording, if not exactly, almost the same, with the difference of one word. And the meaning of both of them, the narrations of both Al-Bukhari and Muslim are the same. As for his saying, ثَلَاثٌ مَنْ كُنَّ فِيهِ That there are three characteristics, whoever possessed them. Al-Imam al-Nawi said concerning this hadith, rahimahullah, he said uh, that this is a tremendous, a great hadith, which is an asl min usul al-Islam. And it is a foundation, one of the foundations or the fundamentals of Islam, because it is dealing with Iman. And those who are true believers, and those who have reached the height of tasting the sweetness of Iman. Because not every believer who taste the sweetness of Iman. And Imam Nawi said that this is one of the fundamentals of Islam, this important hadith. And then he goes on to say, that is Imam Nawi, in his sharh of this hadith in Sahih Muslim, he said, قَالَ الْعُلَمَاءَ رَحِمُهُمُ اللَّهِ يعني that the scholars have said, and he has transmitted this uh, meaning from some of the scholars, he said that they have said the meaning of halawatul iman, 
the meaning of halawatul iman, the sweetness of iman, it is that a person takes pleasure in doing acts of obedience. Istilzaz at-ta'at. And that they are able to bear difficulties and hardships. Tahammul al-mashaqqat fi ridallahi azza wa jalla wa rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yani the sweetness of iman, the scholars said, it means that a person enjoys they find pleasant doing acts of obedience for Allah and they also uh, take pleasure in bearing difficulties if those difficulties are the means through which they can earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and likewise he said also part of the meaning of Hilawat al-Iman is that they give preference to earning the pleasure of Allah over any worldly objectives and yani they give preference to earning the pleasure of Allah and tasting the sweetness of Iman over any the achievement of any worldly objectives then he said that is Al-Imam Al-Nawwi Rahimahullah that the love of the servant for his Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is by doing acts of obedience to him and by avoiding disobedience to him and likewise this is the love of the believer for the messenger of Allah yani love of Allah and love of the messenger of Allah it is through doing acts of obedience to Allah and acts of obedience to the messenger of Allah and avoiding acts of disobedience to Allah and acts of disobedience to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then uh, he quotes Al-Qadi Ayyad rahimahullah in his explanation of Sahih Muslim and yani before Al-Imam Nawi uh, Al-Qadi Ayyad rahimahullah said that this hadith has the meaning or a similar meaning to the previous hadith yani the hadith that came before this one in the Sahih of Muslim ذَاقَ تَعْمَ الْإِيمَانِ مَنْ رَضِيَ بِاللَّهِ رَبًّا وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ رَسُولًا yani that the person who is pleased with Allah as his Lord and who is pleased with Islam as his deen and who is pleased with Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم as his messenger he said that person has tasted he has enjoyed the taste of Iman yani he has experienced the taste, the ta'am of Iman like the person who bites into a fruit and when he bites it he tastes that fruit likewise Al-Iman has fruit and the person who is pleased with Allah as his Lord and Islam as his Deen and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa his messenger he has tasted the sweetness of the fruit of Al-Iman then Al-Qadi said Rahimahullah that is because the love of Allah and His Messenger is not correct in reality nor the love of the creatures, the human beings loving them for the sake of Allah and His Messenger is not correct nor is hatred of returning to kufr correct none of this is correct the love of Allah and His Messenger and the love of people for the sake of Allah nor hating to go back to kufr it is not correct, it is not sahih except for the one who uh, increased or strengthened his yaqeen by iman except the one who strengthened his certainty by iman and whose soul and inner being is at rest by iman and whose heart is opened, whose breast is opened for iman and whose flesh and blood is mixed with iman he said this is the one who has experienced or found or tasted the sweetness of Iman. Then he said, yani Al-Qadi Ayyad Rahimahullah, that the love of Allah, uh, or the love for the sake of Allah, the love for the sake of Allah, Al-Hub Fillah, yani loving someone or loving something for the sake of Allah, it is of the fruits of loving Allah. Yani of the fruits, the one who loves Allah, its fruit is that they also love others for the sake of Allah. They love those whom Allah loves and they love those who obey Allah. Then Al-Imam Al-Nawi quotes from others, he said that the, some other scholars said that Al-Mahabba yani Al-Mahabba it means that there should be agreement in the heart for what is pleasing to Ar-Rabb Subhanahu that whatever is pleasing to Allah the heart is in agreement with that. This is Al-Mahabba that the heart is in agreement, in concordance with what is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore the person loves what Allah loves and hates what Allah hates this is true mahabba here the shaykh 
the explainer of the book, Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabri, Hafizahullah, quotes from Kitab al-Tawheed, a quotation from the Sharq, Kitab al-Tawheed, uh, Taysir al-Aziz al-Hamid, one of the early explanations of Kitab al-Tawheed by the grandson of Sheikh Muhammad al-Nabdu Wahab, Sheikh Suleiman. He quotes from Taysir saying that Sheikh Suleiman says that Sheikh al-Islam said, and Sheikh al-Islam here, he means, although sometimes when he says Sheikh al-Islam, he means his grandfather, Sheikh al-Islam, Muhammad al-Nabdu Wahab, but here, this quotation is taken from the Majmu'a Fatawa of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Therefore, it is clear to us that he means here, ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. Qala Shaykh al-Islam, meaning ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, that the Prophet wasallam has informed that these three qualities or characteristics, whoever possessed them, that he has tasted the sweetness of Iman. Because the attainment of the sweetness of something is the result of the love of that thing. Yani whoever tastes the, tastes the sweetness of something, it is only because they love that thing. So whoever loves something and desires it, when he achieves that thing which he is seeking, that thing which he desires, when he achieves it, then he will find the halawa and the lazza and the surur bizalika. Yani in that case, when he achieves it, when he gets it, then he will taste the sweetness and the good taste and have happiness for that thing. Indeed, the good taste of something, it is only achieved after you have reached that thing, after you have attained it, after you have grasped it and possessed it, then you will taste it. That is, and you will taste that which you love and that which you desire once you achieve it. Therefore, the sweetness of Iman, no one can experience it until after they achieve that thing which they love. When someone achieves Iman, when they realize Iman, in that, at that time, after realizing Iman, achieving it, and materializing it in their life, in their heart, in their soul, at that time they would taste the sweetness of Iman. Then he says, he, he goes on to say, that is Shaykh al quoting from him saying, that the sweetness of Iman, which comprises or consists of ladha, yani a good taste, and farah, happiness or joy, it follows and it is the result of Kamal Mahabbatul Abd Lahu. Yani, the sweetness of Iman that has a taste and that is the cause of joy and happiness for the human being, it follows and it is the result of the perfection of the love of the person for Allah. Yani, when somebody has perfect love for Allah, then they will have the, they will taste and experience the sweetness of, his, of, of Iman. And he said, this is achieved by three things. There are three things that are required for a person to perfect their love of Allah and in that case they might enjoy the sweetness of Iman he said the first of them is the perfection of this love yani perfecting their love of Allah and the second of them it is that which is secondary or that which is a branch of the love of Allah it is loving others for the sake of Allah and the third of them it is repelling, repelling or rejecting that which is the opposite of it, or that which is against it, or that which contradicts it. That is, yani kufr and shirk. So as for the first of these things, the three things that are required in order for a person to achieve the perfection of the love of Allah, and to enjoy the sweetness of Iman, he said the first of them is perfecting their love of Allah, and that means that, uh, that, that Allah and His Messenger would be more beloved to that person than anyone besides them, as mentioned in the hadith. Yani the first of those things, it is perfecting one's love, and that is by having the love of Allah and His Messenger to supersede and surpass the love of anyone and everyone else. For indeed, the love of Allah and His Messenger, it is not sufficient in it. It is not sufficient that you just love them, but it is of necessity that the love of Allah and His Messenger uh, it must be more than and greater than uh, the love of anyone else besides them. Then the Shaykh says, I say that this will not be so unless the person is in agreement with his Lord in whatever he loves and whatever he hates. Yani a person will not have the perfection of the love of Allah and His Messenger unless they are in agreement with whatever Allah loves and they are in agreement with whatever Allah hates. If Allah loves something, we must love it. And if Allah hates something, we hate it. And only, only in that way a person will have 
the perfection of Al-Iman. The second of those things is in that which is branched from the love of Allah, that which is secondary, and it is a result of the love of Allah, that is loving someone, one of the believers, loving a believer and not loving them for any reason except for the sake of Allah. And this is also required, that we love Allah more than everything else, love Allah and His Messenger more than everything else, and also what branches from that is that we must also love whomever we love, we must love them only for the sake of Allah, not for any worldly benefit. Then the Shaykh says, I say concerning this, that whoever loves a created being, whoever loves a human being, a believer, a Muslim or a mu'min for the sake of Allah, not for any other reason, not having any other objective, then this is part of the perfection of his love for Allah. And whoever loves someone for no reason other than for the love of Allah, then this is part of the perfection or the completion of his love for Allah. And completing his love for Allah requires that he love whatever he loves of the creatures for the sake of Allah. For indeed, the love of the one that is loved by your beloved. The love of the one who is loved by the beloved. Yani Allah is the one who is the beloved. So, the love of whomever Allah loves, the love of whomever Allah loves, this is part of the completion of the love of Allah. Indeed, if someone loves the prophets of Allah and the awliya of Allah, due to the fact that they fulfill that those things which are loved by Allah, not for any other reason, then indeed they have loved them for the sake of Allah and not for anyone or anything else. Then the Shaykh says the third of those things, it is repulsing or repelling that which is the opposite, the opposite of the love of Allah, and that is to hate the opposite of Iman. Yani the third part of the completeness of Iman and the perfection of love of Allah, after loving Allah and the Messenger of Allah and loving whomever we love for the sake of Allah, it is hating and detesting the opposite of Iman. Just as we hate and we detest to be thrown into the fire. Then the Shaykh says, I say that indeed the hatred of the opposite of Iman, it comes due to what has entered one's heart of the love of Allah. If the love of Allah has entered the heart, then one would hate what is the opposite of Iman. In that case, due to the light of the love of Allah, it, the, the beauty of Islam will be uncovered for that person. The beauty of Islam will become clear to one who has love of Allah because the love of Allah is a light that makes clear the beauty of Islam and the ugliness of ignorance and disbelief. Then he says, and this, this love that includes these three things, he said, this is the love due to which a person would be with whomever he loves. And this love, if a person has this kind of love, it is the love that entitles a person in the next life to be with whomever he loves. And this is what has been narrated in the hadith of Anas radiallahu anhu that a man asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama mata yani when will be the hour, the hour of judgment, فَقَالَ مَا أَعَدَدْتَ لَهَا The Prophet ﷺ said, What have you prepared for it? The man wants to know, When is the hour of judgment? When will it be? And the Prophet ﷺ answered him by asking him a question. The question he asked him is more important than the question he has asked. And if that man wants to know, When is the hour? The Prophet ﷺ said, What is more important than that is what have you prepared for the hour? Whenever it is, the important thing is to prepare for it. If you have prepared for it, then don't worry about when it is, it doesn't matter. The important thing is to be prepared. The Prophet ﷺ said, what have you prepared for it? Then that man said, مَا عَدَدْتُ لَهَا مِنْ كَثِيرِ صَلَاةٍ وَلَا سِيَامٍ وَلَا صَدَقَةٍ He said, I haven't prepared much of salat, no siyam, no sadaqah. Yani meaning voluntary prayers and fasting and charity, I haven't done a lot of it. I have not done a lot of it. He said, but indeed, I love Allah and His Messenger. He said, I didn't do a lot of extra prayers and fasting and sadaqah, but I love Allah and His Messenger. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنْتَ مَا مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ The Prophet ﷺ said to him, then indeed you will be with whomever you love. If you love Allah and His Messenger, then indeed you will be with whomever you love. In one of the narrations in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari of this very same hadith, it is reported by Anas radiallahu anhu, he said, 
فَقُلْنَا وَنَحْنُ كَذَلِكَ They said to the Prophet ﷺ, is this for us also? Yani is it just for that man or is it for all of us? That if we love Allah and His Messenger, we will be with Him? We will be with them in paradise in the next life? The Prophet ﷺ said, Naam. He said, yes, it is for all of us. For everyone. It is not something exclusive for that person. But whoever loves someone for the sake of Allah with true love, they will be with the one that they love. If you cannot earn the highest place in paradise, then love the one who will be in the highest place in paradise. If your love for them is sincere, the Prophet ﷺ said, you will be with the one whom you love. Anas ibn Malik who said after this, he said, after we asked him, is it for us also? And he said, yes. He said, فَفَرِحْنَا يَوْمَئِذٍ فَرَحًا شَدِيدًا He said, on that day, when we heard this, we were very, extremely pleased. We were extremely pleased. Because from that they understood that whoever sincerely loves the true believers, and whoever sincerely loves the prophets and messengers of Allah, whoever loves Allah and his messengers sincerely, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them to be with the one whom they love in the next life in paradise. Then the shaykh says, concerning the saying of the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith, that uh, the one who has tasted the sweetness of a, of a man is the one, the one whom Allah and his messenger is more beloved to him. That they are more beloved to him than anyone besides them. He said these words, that they contain the joining together of the dhamir or the pronoun that refers to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the pronoun that refers to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It means the two of them. Allah and His Messenger have been joined together by the use of the pronoun, the two of them. Loving them more than anything besides the two of them. He said that, وَقَدْ أَنْكَرَهُ عَلَى الْخَتِيبِ And uh, he says that the Prophet ﷺ has rebuked the khatib, the one who was giving a khutbah one day, when that man said in the khutbah, مَنْ يَعْسِهِمَا فَقَدْ غَوَى That whoever disobeys the two of them. And here the pronoun is used, meaning Allah and His Messenger. مَنْ يَعْسِهِمَا فَقَدْ غَوَى Whoever has disobeyed the two of them, then he has gone astray. And the Prophet ﷺ rebuked him for joining Allah and His Messenger in this type of joining expression with the pronoun Huma. Yani the Prophet ﷺ told him, say, whoever disobeys Allah and whoever disobeys His Messenger. Don't say them two, the two of them. Uh, whereas in this hadith and the discussion, the Prophet ﷺ himself has used the expression, the pronoun for the two of them, the dual Huma. So some of the scholars said that there are different interpretations of why the Prophet ﷺ rejected the joining of Allah and His Messenger by that man in that speech saying whoever disobeys the two of them has gone astray while he himself has used such an expression in the hadith whoever loves Allah and His Messenger, the two of them yani, and who loves them more than anything besides them why is it that he has disapproved of it in one case and approved of it in another and the scholars gave different interpretations he said that perhaps the best of what has been said are two Explanations. The first of them is what, by, what is said by Al-Baybawi and others that he has used the dual, yani pronoun here, indicating that what is required, yani in this hadith, loving Allah and His Messenger more than anything besides the two of them, this using the dual here is an indication that what is required here is that the love, these two loves have to be together, not one of them separate from the other, but they must be together. In order for a person to taste the sweetness of a man, he has to love the two of them together, Allah and His Messenger. Because any one of them alone is ineffective. While in the hadith mentioning the rebuking of the Prophet ﷺ of the khatib who was giving the khutbah, when he used the dual pronoun, he said, in that case, the Prophet ﷺ ordered him to separate them and to mention Allah separately and to mention the Prophet ﷺ separately. In this, yani separating the two of them, one un- can understand that each one of these two disobediences, وَمِنْ يَعْسِهِمَا فَقَدْ غَوَى that the disobedience of either of them, everyone separately, Yani, it necessitates that the person will go astray. It doesn't mean that if you disobey both Allah and His Messenger, you will go astray. But even if you disobey one of them, you will go astray. Yani, that these two types of disobedience, that they are separate and independent, and disobedience of either one of them, 
then it will cause the person to go astray. Then he said, uh, because the original yani, uh, ruling is that um, that these two things are independent, yani, that is, that disobedience to Allah is one matter and disobedience of the Prophet ﷺ is another. Yani, these two matters independently hold the ruling yani, that a person will go astray either, either, in either case if they disobey Allah or if they disobey the Messenger of Allah. And then the Shaykh said that this is a very yani, uh, uh, correct and strong answer that he has given. Jawab Balig, an eloquent answer, very eloquent answer. The second of the explanations of why the Prophet ﷺ rebuked uh, the Khatib in his khutbah for using the dual pronoun while he has used it in the hadith of sweetness of Iman. The second explanation he said is that uh, in the hadith of the Khatib it is perhaps understood that the Prophet ﷺ has told him to separate these two statements diso- disobedience of Allah and disobedience of his messenger. Yani it is al adab wal awla. Yani that it is mu'it. And this is Yani, though it is permissible to join them together, it is more right that they should be separated. Then he said there is also a third possibility, and that is that this statement in this hadith is the asl. Yani, the asl that whoever loves Allah and His Messenger, they will have tasted the sweetness of Iman if they love them more than anything besides them. While the hadith concerning the khatib is naql, yani, it is a secondary matter that has been transmitted then therefore yani, it is permissible to do so meaning that uh, in both situations it is uh, both of them are allowed however yani, the original ruling is that the love of Allah and His Messenger should not be separated while disobedience which is a, a subsidiary of love of Allah yani, it is the opposite of love of Allah then these two uh, should be separated because disobedience to either of them will lead a person astray then the Shaykh uh, closes with the last statement from uh, this hadith, the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that a person hates to go back to kufr, just as they hate to be thrown into the fire. He said that these two things are equal. Yani, being thrown into the fire is equal to the true believer as going back to kufr. Yani, it is just as bad. Being thrown in the fire is just as bad as going back to kufr. Then he said, uh, closing here that in this hadith are a number of benefits uh, the first of them the first fa'idah of the first of the fawaid or beneficial points is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is loved by the believers and that Allah loves the believers and the first benefit that may be understood from here is that there is love of the believers for Allah and there is also love of Allah for the believers as in the ayat yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna that Allah will love them and they will love him the second benefit is the refutation against those people who think that whoever is born into Islam, born as a Muslim from a Muslim family, that they are better than the one who was a kafir and who has entered Islam or embraced Islam after living as a disbeliever. He said that this hadith is a refutation against those who believe that those who are born into Muslim families are better than those who were born as a kafir and entered into Islam. He said, indeed, the one who is described with these three matters, then he is better than the one who is not described by it, absolutely without any question. No matter whether that one was a kafir first and then into Islam or not. But whoever has these characteristics, he is better than the one who doesn't have them, even if that one never was a kafir or never was a mushrik. And he said, and this, and for this reason, as-sabiqoon al-awwaluna, the early, the first generations of the Muslims, those who preceded, who were the foremost in Islam, they are better than those who came after them, who were born in Islam, who were born to Muslim parents. Those who were mushriks first and kafirs and entered Islam, meaning the Sahaba, they are better than their children and their grandchildren and those who came after them being born into Islam. And there is no doubt about that. So those who claim that those who were first kafirs, that uh, they are not equal to those who were Muslims all of their life, then this is a proof against them. Because the truth of the matter is that whoever is described with the characteristics of the perfection of Iman, they are better than those who are not, no matter uh, what was their condition previously. The third point that he says, that this hadith is a proof of the enmity and hatred for the mushrikeen, for the pagan disbelievers, and that is because whoever hates a thing, then he hates the one who is described with it. Whoever hates something, then he hates whoever is described with that. So if somebody hates 
kufr, disbelief, then just as he hates to be thrown into the fire, then likewise he will hate whoever is described with kufr. Yani whoever is a kafir. If he hates kufr, then he will hate the one who has the characteristic of kufr. The final point that he mentions is that also in this, in this hadith is a refutation against those who have gone beyond the bounds and imagined they imagined that whoever has committed a sin from amongst the servants of Allah then he is defective yani then this is a defect in him absolutely yani whoever commits a sin then this shows absolutely that he is defective while the correct opinion is that if he has repented from that sin or if he has not repented from that sin then it is a defect in him Now it diminishes his status in front of Allah if he has not repented However, if he has repented, then it is not so. He is not diminished, and he is not belittled, and he is not defective. If he has committed a sin and repented from it. And for this reason, the muhajirun, those who migrated from Mecca to Medina, and the Ansar, the helpers who received them in Medina, they are the best of this ummah. Even though in the beginning they were kafirs, disbelievers, who were worshipping idols. And they committed sins, but they are not defective, and they are not belittled, and they are not diminished from that, because they have repented from that and they have entered into the worship of Allah alone they have entered Islam and they have established Tawheed therefore the sin that someone commits doesn't necessarily diminish their status with Allah if they repent from it however if they don't repent from it then indeed it diminishes their status with Allah however those who repent it is not so indeed he said the one who has transferred from Ad-Dalal from misguidance to Al-Huda to guidance the one who has left misguidance and come to the right guidance and the one who has gone from al-sayyat to al-hasanat who have gone from evil behavior and sinful behavior to good behavior and righteous behavior then their deeds are multiplied qalahu shaykh al-islam he said that shaykh al-islam said this rahimahullah and this is the end of what we can, wanted to present this morning quickly we can look at the questions at the end of the handout and after that if there are any questions or comments or corrections then we can take a few minutes for that the first question Discuss al-shart al-khamisa, the fifth condition of la ilaha illallah, and mention the previous shurut or conditions briefly. The fifth condition, it is al-mahabba, loving this word and that which it indicates, and being happy uh, and delighted with this word and that which it indicates. Loving it and that which it points to or that which it indicates, and being pleased with that. The other conditions that we mentioned previously are al-ilm, knowledge, and the knowledge of the meaning of la ilaha illallah, and what it negates and what it confirms, and al-yaqeen, the perfection of knowledge which negates doubt or uncertainty, and al-ikhlas, sincerity, which nullifies a shirk, and whoever worships Allah alone, then he would nullify shirk, he would remove it. And number four, al-sidq, truthfulness, which nullifies kithib, lying, and which prohibits al-nifaq, uh, hypocrisy. Number two, mention a dalil or evidence from the Quran for this shart. The Imam has mentioned two evidences. The first of them is from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 165. And the second of them is from Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 54. That from amongst the people there are some who take others besides Allah's and that equals or partners with Allah and they love them as they love Allah while the believers, their love for Allah is greater. Mention question three, mention a dalil or evidence from the sunnah for this shart. It is the hadith of Anas radiallahu anhu reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that there are three conditions. Whoever possessed them, then that person would have found the sweetness of Al-Iman. That is that they love Allah and His Messenger more than they love anything besides them too. And that they love a person and they don't love them except for the sake of Allah. For no other reason except for the pleasure of Allah. And number three, that they hate to return to disbelief after Allah has saved them from it. Just as they hate to be thrown into the fire. Number four, the asl or the qaida of the deen are two. Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab said, Asl al-deen wa qaidatuhu amran. There are two things. The first of them is the command to worship Allah alone, not associating any partners with Him urging and calling to that thing and making allegiance and alliance based on it and declaring the kufr of those who abandon it. The second of them is warning against shirk in the worship of Allah and being stern and severe and serious in this matter while having enmity and disassociation based upon it, based upon those who engage in shirk and declaring the disbelief or the kufr of those who do it. Question number five, discuss 
the two meanings of the saying of Allah وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ The two meanings that the scholars have offered is that those who believe their love is more for Allah يعني more than the love of the mushrikeen for Allah and the love of the believers is stronger than the love of the mushrikeen for Allah because the love of the believers is purely for Allah alone while the love of the mushrikeen their love for Allah is shared with their love for their false gods that they make equals to Allah the second interpretation is that the love of the mushrikeen yani that the love of the believers is more than the love of the mushrikeen for their idols or the gods or the partners that they have set up with Allah yani that the love of the believers for Allah is more than the love of the mushrikeen for the idols. Question number six, discuss the shirk mentioned in this ayat in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 165. مِنَ النَّاسِ مِنَ That they take something as an equal with Allah and they love them like they love Allah. The shirk mentioned in this ayat, it is shirk al-mahabba. Shirk al-mahabba, shirk in love. And this is like the doing of the mushrikeen when they made their idols or their uh, false gods that they worship besides Allah when they made them equal with Allah in their love they gave love to them equal to the love that they gave to Allah and this is a type of major shirk shirk al-akbar that takes a person out of Islam question number 7 mention the 5 sifat of a people whom Allah will love ya amanu may minkum an وَيُحِبُّونَ Then in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear that the characteristics of those whom He would bring if others turned away to protect and preserve His being, the first of their characteristics is that they would love Allah. They have love for Allah and Allah loves them. The second is that they are humble with the believers. The third, that they are stern with the disbelievers. The fourth is that they strive and fight in the way of Allah. And the fifth is that they speak the truth and they stand up for the truth without fearing the blame of those who would criticize them. Question number eight, what is meant by halawatul iman, the sweetness of iman, yani enjoying or tasting the sweetness of iman. Al-Imam Nawawi said that the scholars said, rahimahumullah, that the meaning of sweetness of iman, it means to take pleasure in doing acts of obedience to Allah, ta'at. That when a person worships Allah, obeying Him, doing that, happy to be doing it. And they are also willing to bear difficulties and hardships in order to earn the pleasure of Allah. And they give preference to this, to iman and worshipping Allah and doing acts of obedience. They give preference to that over any worldly objective. Question number nine, perfection of the love of Allah leading to halawatul iman is achieved through three things. Those three things yani, through which a person might perfect their iman and taste the sweetness of iman, it is number one, perfecting the love of Allah. And that is by loving Allah and His Messenger more than anything besides them. Yani, the love of Allah and His Messenger it must be more than the love for anyone besides them. Not simply loving Allah and His Messenger, but that love being greater than the love of anything else. The second of them is that which branched from the love of Allah and His Messenger, and that is loving a person for the sake of Allah alone. Yani loving someone and not loving them for any worldly gain or benefit or any other reason, but merely loving them for the sake of Allah. And this loving for the sake of Allah, loving those whom Allah loves for His sake, this is the completion or the perfection of the love of Allah. Because loving whom Allah loves, it is indeed a branch of the love of Allah. The third of them is repelling and repulsing and rejecting the opposite of that. That is the opposite of iman and love of Allah. And that is as in the saying of the Prophet ﷺ that they hate, they hate to go back to kufr just as they hate to be thrown in the fire. They hate kufr. After the love of Allah enters their heart, then they hate that which is the opposite of it, disbelief. The last question, number 10, mentions some of the fawaid or the beneficial points taken from the hadith of Anas. From amongst the points that may be taken from this hadith, the first of them is the love of the believers for Allah and Allah's love for them. That Allah loves the believers and the believers love Allah. The second of them is the refutation against those who believe or who think that whoever is born in Islam, born into a Muslim family, is better than the one who was a kafir and then embraced Islam on his own. But the truth of the matter is that whoever is described with these characteristics of tasting the sweetness of Iman is better than anyone else, no matter even if the, the one who has these characteristics was previously a kafir. And this is 
do, and this, and for this reason we say that the early generation of the Muslims, who were originally pagan disbelievers, the Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'in, they are better than those who came after them who were born in Islam, and born in Muslim families. Number three, the refutation against those who went to the extreme, in imagining that whoever committed a sin, that this is absolutely a diminishing of his status, a defect in his status in front of Allah, and the correct, uh, the correct position is that if that person does not repent, then it indeed diminishes his status in front of Allah. However, if he repents, then it does not diminish his status. And the proof of this is that the Muhajirin and the Ansar, the first generation of the Muslim Sahaba, they are the best of this Ummah, even though in the beginning they were disbelievers who worshipped idols. And the, the principle here is that whoever has transferred from misguidance to guidance and from sinful behavior to acts of obedience to Allah, good deeds, then indeed uh, their reward would be multiplied. And it will be multiplied because they have abandoned their misguidance and they have abandoned their sinful behavior and they have turned to the true guidance and obedience to Allah alone. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shalom la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubilaik. If the sisters have any questions or any comments or corrections, we can take them now. Or the brothers also. If there are no questions, we will stop here.